you guys this is jessica galan and i'm here on the youngest in the yacht club youngest in the yacht club i'm vince serrano uh got a special guest here and it's it's pretty exciting because she's doing a lot uh, her name is Jessica Galan. Jess, what's up, man? What is going on, Vince? I appreciate you for being on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a pleasure. We always start off Youngest in the Yacht Club with a question. Who is Jessica Galan? Jessica Galan is a 39-year-old mother of two beautiful kids. My son, Armani, is 20. My daughter, Leilani, is 17. Mm. I am a licensed realtor, and I'm also a cosmetologist um, specializing in hair and makeup. That's great. That's great. You said that you were a mom first. Mm -hmm. How important are your kids to you? Extremely. They are pretty much the driving force to my life in everything that I do, all decisions that I've made, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. To be very honest with you, very transparent. You know, being a young mother growing up in Chicago, in Humble Park, mm. it, we had a, a trialing upbringing, very uh, rough, chaotic, and a lot. A lot. So being a mother to them is the driving force behind what I do today. For sure. When you said it was chaotic, like what kind of stuff did you experience? Uh, growing up in Humble Park and for a lot of Chicagoans that know Humble Park, mm -hmm. they know. Yeah. The drugs, the violence, the abuse, you know, that we go through. Um, we were raised, my myself and my siblings were raised by young parents. Mm. So we're, they were trying to figure it out, you know, in, in survival of the fittest. Mm. Uh, I get a lot of my hustle from my mother. Mm. Um, being raised in, in that kind of environment molded me into the woman that I am today, which is strong, uh, aggressive. Oh, yeah. Extremely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid to, to speak what's on my mind. Mm. Um, I'm not intimidated. I'm extremely confident. Um, and it comes with that upbringing. Yeah, big facts. Yeah, yeah Chicago's not a, it's it's a beautiful city, but it's not easy, huh? Mm. <laughs> not at all. I've seen a lot, you know, since five years old, I've seen a lot. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Well, at least you're there. Let, let's let's go to, you know, basically your upbringing. What what like what was the path? Like you said you were a young mom, so like, yeah. you know, how did high school, how did college go or if that if that was a Wow. Uh take me back. <laughs> you know, grammar school was great. My mom moved around a lot. Um, you know, she always just tried to put us in a different environment every time something went awry in Humble Park. Mm -hmm. And it was from one avenue to the next block to another avenue. So it was all in that realm because it, it's what was affordable at the time. Right. So grammar school was good. Never got bullied until high school. Mm -hmm. Got into high school. Uh, kept my head down. I was a tomboy. You know, going in there, I, I didn't have any kind of style. I was just trying to find myself, as many teenagers do. For sure. Um, so when I started diving into hair and makeup and beauty at the age of 14, 15, I started getting bullied a lot. Oh, wow. And it, was, it wasn't fair because I knew the kind of person that I was at the time. So for me, I took it very personally. For sure. You know, went through a dark phase, started wearing all black, black lipstick, black nails, black everything. I was just, I don't know. I was trying to find who I was and what my style was going to be. When you go into high school, you have so many alternative, gothic, sporty, classy. So I was just trying to find who I was. So high school was not hard as far as 
the work mm-hmm. and the homework, the teachers, all of that. I did really well. It was more of trying to find my group, you know, and, yeah. and how I fit in. How did so? So you were with the goth crowd. Oh yeah, alternative <laughs> goth. I was sporty, and it wasn't until I got into the more casual, sophisticated look that it felt right. And I was like, "This is what I'm going to stick with." What What made you go that way, that route? For what? Like the sophisticated. The, well, the, we'll we'll talk about the transition, but like the, I know you said you were trying to find who you were first, mm-hmm. and then like the alternative. What 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 was it? Was it the music? I was sparked by the the styles in that everyone had you know you go from grammar school and it's a whole bunch of kids so you don't really pay attention to that right when you dive into high school you have from 14 to 18 19 years old so they're kind of like grown folk in there yeah so i was just really inspired by all of the the styles and i was like okay i want to dive in and see how I fit in yeah. to this. And it was fun. If you pull some pictures up, you're you going to have chains. a couple of chuckles. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And even when I first started doing makeup and I look at those pictures, my face was pale white versus the rest of my body. So <laughs> nobody told me. It was just rude. But it's 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 how I learned right. how, you know, I had to look at those pictures and then see the transition. For and sure. I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm happy with it. That's That's dope. How did you end up transitioning to the more sophisticated look? Um, I grew up in the salon industry with my uncle, Jose Camacho. And this was downtown Chicago, Michigan Avenue, very high class, Mm. very rich, you know, prepped and primed people. Mm. So them coming into his salon and being at his salon majority of the time, I was fascinated by that. Mm. Um, The intellect, the conversations. I inquired with my uncle a plethora of times and I said, you know, do you ever get tired? Do your hands ever get tired? You're you're standing up all day and you're beautifying. And he said, honey, when you love what you do, yeah, you don't get tired. Yeah. He's like, this is fun for me. I get paid to have fun and to beautify people and to use my gift, you know, and give it to them. Oh, immediately inspired. And I said, I didn't have um, a plan when I was young. I didn't have... You know, I love my mother, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a mother that said, you know, start focusing on this, start focusing college or something. It was none of that talk. So I had to pretty much at a very young age decide what I was going to do wow. and stick to it. Right. So that's when cosmetology came about in my head. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And so what, at what age was that that you decided uh, well, I was 19. Okay. I was 18 going on 19, and then a surprise happened. I got pregnant with okay. my son. Okay. Uh, put cosmetology to the side and, and started the grind, started yeah. working, started bringing in income because I knew I had a child to support. Sure. So sacrificed that time, but it was still on the back burner. Right. As soon as I was up and ready, my son's walking, he's potty trained, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Surprise number two. pregnant again pregnant again yeah yeah put it on the back burner one more time and then it was to the point where i said all right i worked this this wonderful nine to five i'm very appreciative of it what was it it was was downtown chicago it was um uh oh wow brain fart but it was (laughs) it was a ceramic tile company an italian uh, ceramic tile company okay and i worked there for uh, several years 
it was nice. It was great. It was paying really good money for me as a young mother at the time. Yeah. But there was something more. So I, you know, I sat down, I spoke with my kid's father, I spoke with his mother, my mother, I said, I really want to go to cosmetology school, and I really want to do this and still maintain my job. Mm. So this is going to be a bit of a sacrifice for a year, but I want you guys to know how serious I am. I'm not going out, I'm not doing anything other than working my 7 to 4, and then in school from 5 to 10, every day, Monday through Friday. So, and then, it was just, it was the grind. I was young, Mm -hmm. I had energy. And I did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you ended up working a job. How long were you there at that ceramic tile company? Um, probably four years, I want to say, give or take. Wow. Yeah. And then how long was the uh, last year? You My were- course was part-time at first, so it took about six months. I had fell ill, so I had to take some time off. Mm. Um, got right back into it and decided, you know what, uh, I want this full-time. So then... Resigned from the position. Oh, wow. Went full-time in because I wanted to finish faster. Yeah. Um, finished right away and started working out of my house. Wow. Every apartment that I lived in had a studio. Wow. Because I wanted to work from home to be with the, the, the kids. I had very good kids. Yep. Um, and then still work, you know, a nine-to-five. Still be able to work. I had to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mother, I needed the health benefits. I needed that constant income. But I still wanted to work on women and beautify women. I got such a kick from it. So I would work out of my kitchen. That's awesome. So so you were working, once you got the cosmetology school, you were still working at the other job or you went back? Or once you got I finished job? cosmetology, I, straight to my kitchen. Oh, wow. After that, I had to get back on for the benefits for my kids, for health benefits. Yeah. So went straight back to work. And it was just random odd jobs at another, you know, manufacturing seating company, which was great income. I right. was very blessed with good income. Right. But I didn't want to let go of the cosmetology field of at all. Green, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. What, what, uh, what, what? What made you want to do cosmetology? I know you said you're yeah. you were influenced by your uncle, but what made you say, "Hey, look, I could do this, and I want to do this"? Okay, so I have the perfect story because this is one that I just recently posted. There was a woman that was my mom's friend, and it was through the neighborhood. Mm. I remember her coming over my mom's house, and we were on Wellington, and I did her makeup just with random stuff that I had. I did her hair and makeup, and when we revealed the look to her. I mean, she, it was like a dramatic reaction. Oh, yeah. So I was wondering, oh, she doesn't like it. Right. Or she loves it. And when she said, oh, my goodness, like she was like shaking and looking at her. It was just, it was wild. Wow. That feeling to me, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Because if I can take a woman from feeling like plain Jane, which is fine because we all have our natural days. Right. But if I can take them from that in 45 minutes to boosting their confidence, their self-esteem, that was fuel to the engine. Oh, yeah, all day. Yeah, so that kind of like, that was the driving force. Absolutely. Just that one time you said, hey, look, I want to continue to do that. It was was in in my mind, it was in my heart, and then I still had my uncle to look up to. Mm. So it was a driving force for sure. That's fire, that's fire. So how long were you in Chicago for? All my life. I've been yeah. out here for 10 years now. Okay, so so when at what age did you move to Tampa? What made you want to go to Tampa? Yeah, I knew that question was Yeah, funny. yeah, because, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be very, very honest. It was, at the time, it was love. Okay. You know, my, my aunt 
was married to a gentleman that was friends with my ex-husband. And it was because of him, you know. Because your ex-husband? Introducing me to, to Tampa and coming out here. And I was like, you know what? From Chicago? I wanted, yeah. I wanted something different. You know, we met long distance. Oh, okay. I wanted something different for me and my kids. And, you know, you fall in love. He gets along with the kids. You know, one way to a man's heart is through his belly. One way to a woman's heart is through her children. Wow. So when I saw the relationship build with my kids and him and then vice versa with his with his daughters, I was like, yeah, I want a family. I want consistency. I want a strong man. So I decided to move out here, and I never went back. Oh, wow. Even after the divorce and everything. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you were married? To him, yeah. and then it didn't work out? Mm-hmm. Two years ago, uh, we divorced. And I think it, it came at the most fortuitous time because it wasn't working. Yeah, I had a lot of trauma growing up. You know, they say if you really want to get to know someone, know about their environmental upbringing. Mm, so Learn about- how they were raised. Oh. Is there a mother and a father present? Right. You know, and once once I figured it out, that there was something lacking there there was a void i had to i had to dig deep in within myself to find what that void was mm. and like i said that divorce and him throwing in the towel and i admit it i wasn't no i was no saint mm. you know we both had our affairs we both had there was no trust mm. um, at all whatsoever anymore and then i fell into a horrible state of depression of major anxiety, which my daughter is very, she knows everything. I tell her everything. She's at the age where it's not mommy trying to hide everything and have a smile Mm -hmm. um, when she knows more or less that there's something going on. She's asking. Oh, absolutely. And I'm telling the truth to her because she needs to know. For sure. Um, So going into that depression and major anxiety um, after the divorce or during the divorce, it was... It was needed because it it was like I went into a cocoon Mm. and then I stood there for a while I had to get on medication. I had to accept the fact that I was diagnosed uh, bipolar manic, which it's it's genetic. What does that mean? It's it's pretty much I don't the minute I wake up in the morning until I fall asleep. I don't stop moving. I don't stop thinking. I don't stop there's so much physical that comes out of me and mm. it's to the point of I'm exhausted. So the, to the point of exhaustion, that's when I fall asleep. Cause if not, I'm up, oh, I wow. keep going yeah. and it's thankfully it's not the bipolar where it's one minute you're happy one minute you're crazy. Right. It's more of like, I'm just nonstop and I've gotten, you know, criticized for it in a previous dating relationship where it's, calm down. Why do you always have to do so much and this and that you're all over the place? Like, why not? I'm being productive. I'm happy. This, this gets me going, you know, just don't understand. They don't, (laughs) they don't, you know, and being on medication and going through seven years of therapy, Mm. um, personal development, um, anger management. I had to face all of that trauma as soon as that divorce hit. Yeah. Because I, I, I did not want to go into the next phase of my life, the new chapter, still holding on to everything from my past and what was really affecting me. I had to, like, face it head on. And when I did, when I confessed, you know, a lot of things to my mother, when I 
um, gave everything to my counselors and my therapists and my psychiatrists. It was just like, it was lifted. My show, I mean, I felt so good. I can breathe again. Yeah. It got to that point where I was like, I knew something was wrong and I was looking towards another person to help me. Mm -hmm. The only one that can help me was me. Wow. At the end of the day, but with his guidance. For sure. You feel me? Yeah. So I, I had to, I had to hit that hard. Was it therapy? Was it, was it, cause you know, there's like the stigma about mental health right now. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, everybody's like, Hey, ask for help. But you know, I feel like, especially in the community, sometimes it's hard to ask for that help. Yeah. What, like what? Face humility. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you know that you cannot do it on your own, when your mind is constantly asking yourself questions, when you're, you're indecisive on so many things. It's like, well, I need structure here. Mm. It, it comes from a professional, but in the Bible, he wants you to go to him first. Mm. He's okay with you seeking counsel from others okay. that are professional here in, in the world. But spiritually, I had to connect with him first, ask him questions, wait for his response. I will feel it. You know, there's certain things that just happened in Hawaii that I would have never, Nate and I would have never knew we were going to go through and boy we got through it you know and it was it was it felt like a tunnel like it came from above into my heart and out of my mouth Mm. and asking questions and like trying to find peace because something I was disturbed I was kind of thrown off track and it was like okay here's a test now we're going to turn this into a testimony and him and I we got through it everything is great you know but it all happens for a reason right. and if you're if you're one for me my journey spiritually with God is the reason why I'm here today having this interview with you yeah big facts big facts i you feel know like what I'm saying? yeah i feel like you got to be you know they they say that there's like five f's that people um they'll have they'll be either good with their friends their family mm-hmm the fitness, the finance, mm-hmm. or their faith. Mm-hmm. And high performers, they'll get three out of mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. and they'll be in like the four and a half to five range, right? Five stars. But the other ones, they'll they'll be slacking at, mm-hmm. right? And so if you don't get a balance or if you don't prioritize what's most important to you, all those things, right, mm-hmm. you're going to feel a certain kind of way. So I totally yeah. understand what you're saying. Like, that's big. Now that you're... Because obviously after a divorce, right, you might, it it might scare you a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, right, right. You're <laughs> it's like. It's not even remotely a thought going forward. So, so what was the difference now? Nate. Yeah. <laughs> Nate motivates, <laughs> y'all. Nate motivates. Yo, I'm going to give y'all a snippet of the story. Okay. He was my barber for a year and a half. I see you with the fresh cut, first Always. off. I'm gonna. I want to ask you, like. When you get, what do you get? What mm-hmm. made you rock the short hair? It's wild because in cosmetology school, I had extremely long jet black hair. Wow, beautiful hair! I loved my hair, and I I kept getting in trouble from the teachers and the instructors because I would never let any of the other girls test on my hair or cut my hair. I refused. Wow. I saw all the hacking jobs that they did, and everybody's bleached out hair breaking. Nah, no, not gonna happen. But it's crazy because right after school was done. I went to my uncle and I gave him the honor to chop all my hair off. And it was wild. I cried. I was like, what is all this bone structure? Like this jaw, like there's too much face. I can't cover it. What the hell did I just do? Right. And it took me about a year because the boyfriend at the time put me down. He was like, why'd you do that? You look like a boy now. It was horrible. 
But then about a year after I started finding the actual cut that I love and it just got shorter and shorter and edgier and rocking out and, oh, I went crazy with it. So, so has that been the style ever since? Absolutely. Oh, I switch it up. Yeah. Colors. Um, I met Stephanie at Homesphere. I think I had purple hair or pink hair. One of the, I had colors. So you go wild. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know, YOLO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? So so you said you ended up going to the barber. Yeah, so I, I started going to Nate after the divorce. Okay. I started working for Preferred Care at Home. I took a two-year break from the beauty industry. Okay. Um, when you face depression and major anxiety, you get a creative block. So I couldn't creatively think anymore on all the steps I needed for makeup because there's so many steps to color correct, to color match, a lot of technique. Mm. For uh, bridal updos, there's a lot of technique and foundation and how we start and how it was to the point where I was getting so much anxiety that I was like, you know what, I know I need a break and yeah. I'm done paid deposits back and and took that two-year break but that two-year everything happens for a reason because i went straight to preferred care which is a home health care agency okay when i started working for her for genesis the barbershop is a hop skip and a jump away from there mm. started going to nate he was the first one at the door to my left but never i promise you guys i blush now because i love this man but when i walked in it was nothing there was no connection. There was no real eye contact. There was no crush. There was no nothing. Right. Okay? Just a fade. That's just it. Just give me. I come in there. <laughs> no makeup. You know. Just do give what you my do. cut. I always close my eyes. I would say a couple words to him. But, you know, in, in that kind of environment as a woman, it's intimidating. For sure, right? And I just want to get in and get out because I got to get back to work. Yeah. You know? I didn't have a full time at that time. I had a fuller time because I was working what felt like 24-7 for this home health agency. Wow. So I was in and out for a year. It was one time, or it was several times that he asked um, to hang out. And we just, our schedules never aligned. One time mm. he did ask again and I said, Nate, you trying to date me? You trying to take me out on a date? <laughs> and he, he said, he was like, no, nah, you're cool. Like, I just want to kick it with you. You're like, I, my confidant, my female confidant. And I was like, for the first time, a, a man does not like me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not attracted to me. Cool. Come by the crib. Oh, wow. Come to the house. My daughter was there. We're going to go outside. We're going to hang out. As soon as he stepped foot in my house and he hovered over me with his giant self, oh, I blushed. It was like <laughs> the shades came off. It was like a whole new lens. Oh, wow. And I instantaneously melted. And I was like, calm down, girl. Like have the like he's cool. Like you know this guy. Yeah. We had the best time, the best conversations. He would leave at an appropriate time. The next day, you wanna kick it again? Yeah, come by. I'm gonna have the fire pit outside. You know, we're having some drinks, having a great time. And then again, and then again. And then he never left. Oh man. Yeah. And then one time he just day day leave. <laughs> he never left. That's fine. He never left. Every single day after. Wow, congrats. It's been an amazing journey since. How's that feel? How's that feel? Like, now that you feel like, you know, now that you, obviously you tied the knot, you're going through the, you know, because he's a very powerful speaker, too, and he's a very powerful oh person. Oh, yeah. How did that, like, what what was that like? Like, how like for you, obviously mm -hmm. we know him, but for you, like, what did that do for you? Uh, It's simple. Motivated me. Mm. You know, I stood my ground. Okay, so he's at his peak. 
he's going to his peak. Right. We're both we're both reaching our peaks. Yep. I stand firm to my value, right. my strength, my beliefs, and my standard. And when he came into my life, I was at a point where I had so much in my mind that I wanted to accomplish for me. Not to prove anyone wrong, not to compete. Not Everything was for me, towards myself. And I said, I'm on this journey, Nate. I said, I don't mind dating you. Mm. I said, but we are going to have a six-month check-in because I need to make sure that I'm not wasting my time this time. Mm. I want to make sure that what I have aligned for myself, you have aligned your path. And we don't interfere with what we each have going on because there's no worse feeling than having a goal individually, having a goal and a mindset that you want to reach this goal and you're not paying that much attention or giving your significant other that time. Right. For me, it was constructive communication with him from the beginning. And it was just transparency. This is what I love to do. This is what makes me happy. But I still want the work family balance. Mm. And I'm going to respect that. So when you need it, vocalize it. When I need it, vocalize it. And let's have this communication that typical Hispanics in our family do not have. Right. Let's change the mold here. Right. You know, we're, we're grown. You've been through what you've been through. I've, I've just gotten through, you know, something really traumatic. Meet me in six months. Let's see where we are. And we did. Six awesome. months later, we had the checkup. Every, you're good. I'm good. Anything I can do better, anything you can do better. And we exchanged whatever needed to be adjusted. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're trucking it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. You guys just went to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. That's crazy. Yeah? It came about. It, it came about. <clears throat> he he he's a speaker and yeah. he motivates and he knows how um, to have a successful barbershop. You know, he was put to the test. Yeah. He passed the test. Now other barbershop owners see, you know, his accomplishments and see what it has done for headlines barbershop. So now they flew him out there to Hawaii. Of course, I'm, you know, the Girls gonna tag along. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not going without you, right? Hey, it's Hawaii, yeah. It's Hawaii. <laughs> so we went. We had a great time. He did his thing out there. I was very supportive. Helped any way I can. Um, also p- promoting myself and my business out there as well. And it was just massively successful. How is it you both being in the beauty and Why? industry, right? Like, like what? What we can is talk it? for days? Yeah, because we're so passionate about what we do, right? You know, so yeah, because like, like, I, obviously he's he's in there, he's talking, and he's got the he's got the uh, motivational. You do the same thing, right? And you're you're very, uh, I would say you guys are both strong, mm-hmm. right? Like you guys could just talk. Do you guys have any like, like, <laughs> like differences in opinion? <laughs> you know, to be honest. Oh, I wish he was here so you could ask the questions. Because we, it's wild that we get along so well. We have so much in common. We, we don't have, and if we do have a difference in opinion, Mm -hmm. we respectfully communicate it. Right. You know, so it's like, it's. I don't know. I think it was just established from the beginning. And I think once you establish in the beginning in any kind of relationship you're getting into, um, how you would like to be uh, communicate, yeah. how, how you would like to communicate with one another. Yeah. Um, 
we we just we respect each other so much so there's never an argument there's never That's like awesome. you know if he asks for my advice or my opinion i'll give it honestly and truthfully for sure even if it, it it you know he doesn't want to hear it and there's times where i'm so aware of his body language and his facial expressions that i'm like hey if that was you know too transparent i do apologize but this is the truth he's like no I need the truth. Yeah. I'm, that's why I ask you. Yeah. It's like, all right. You know, it, it, yeah. it goes both ways, though. They say it. They say your woman's going to tell you the truth. They're going to see things that you're not going to see because we want to see, like, the good in the people. Yeah. And your woman's going to see the weaknesses and let you know. Mm-hmm. And that's important to know. I feel like with Jenny, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. it, you know, and she's, she loves everybody. So if she has a problem with somebody, there's something wrong with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny's a gem. Man. Yeah. Jenny, it, Jenny is a gem. I love that. I love that. Well, you know, one of the things I, I want to ask you, you know, because in Youngest in the Yacht Club, right, and obviously you're doing a lot. You're you're, you're selling a lot of homes. Mm-hmm. We're see, I'm seeing the listings mm-hmm. all the time. I'm seeing the closed. Uh, you're you're doing the beauty. I'm, I'm, you're you're even looking to expand at this mm-hmm. point, which is awesome. Like, how does it feel to to come from where you're at and then like see, uh, you know, see the growth in you, see that you can come from these things. Like, how does that feel? Like knowing that it feels fucking amazing (laughs) man i tell you it asked me that question two years ago you would have gotten you would have received a whole different response Mm. you would have you would have even been looking at someone completely broken and shattered and probably hovered over um it took a lot to get through what i went through Mm. but listening to motivational speakings i knew i had to go through it when you say motivational speakings, like what? Yeah, so there's one that I listen to on YouTube. It's called Motiversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gems. Oh, my God. <laughs> All day, every day. Okay. All day, every day. And I used to listen to music to get me going at the gym. Yeah. Listen to music in the house. And when it's my time, when she's at school, when he's at work, this this Motiversity has different characters in the entire video it's like a two hour and there's so many and it's just non-stop motivation and reflection it's like this is where you where you were mm. and this is where you are now but this is where you're going yep. it's, it's never gonna stop the hustle the grind the desires the the education that i want like i never let me tell you vince i never was a reader Right. I only read in school it's, because I had to. Because you had to because it ain't going to pass I you. had to read in cosmetology because I had to read what the hell I was doing with people's faces and hair and everything. Um, but to read on my free time, never. Mm-hmm. No. It wasn't until the divorce that I started opening books. Mm-hmm. The Bible being one. I've been in the Bible for four years now, and I introduced it to, to Nate. Of mm-hmm. course he knew the Bible. He grew up, you know, in a Pentecostal family. Yeah. But had he really read an amplified version, you know, for individuals like us that cannot open the standard Bible and read and understand it. The amplified version was my way and introducing that to him. He hasn't put it down since I bought it for him for Christmas. He talked about that, too. He said that he had to be introduced, uh, you know, to a version that could speak to him. Yeah. And it's, it's wild when I sit and reflect because I ask God to use me to share his word in any which way or form. And when I sit back and reflect, 
it was me suggesting it to Nate and then Nate reading it and then us talking about it at dinners with other husbands and wives. Now they purchased it. It's my best friend in Chicago, Mari, that, you know, there's some trials and tribulations. And I said, Mari, I cannot give you any other advice except this book. I said, and I'm going to buy it for you. Next day, air it. And I, and I would like for you to start at this page. And I said, and then you take it from there. Wow. And it's just like it's a nonstop of paying it forward as best as I can because if that saved my life, it might help somebody save theirs. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I see, I see that faith is a huge part in, yeah. in your life. Just by yeah. talking to you, I think this is the first real conversation like we've actually had. Like, yeah. and, and so knowing and seeing that, you know, you've brought up your faith, mm-hmm. you know, throughout this interview – how important is that to you? Like Extremely. Why? Extremely. Without it, then I'm going based on my own understanding. Mm-hmm. With it, I have his understanding. For me, when I read the Bible and I take in his words and his it, the structure in it, mm-hmm. uh, the experiences, everything that has happened in that book is happening in the world today. Yeah. So me reading it every single morning, that's how we start our morning. We read it, and it prepares us for the day. Yeah. So no matter what trials or tribulations come knocking at the door, we already built that defense shield, you know, on our hearts, on our minds, on our eyes, on our mouth. And for me, I never had a father figure. Oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm fine. We're good. So (laughs) I never... I hate when that happens. Only women understand it because it's a knot that starts to build. But when you breathe, I learned that in therapy, you're good. Okay. So not growing up without my biological father, him being present in my brother's life more than more so than mine, for whatever reason may have you already forgave him. We're good. We we've moved forward from it. But I didn't really have a solid father figure. And again, I mentioned with what happened with my divorce, I felt like that that's one of the voids that I needed to fill. And who better to fill that than God? So now that I have this personal relationship with him and I talk to him every day as if he was sitting right next to me, he guides me before um, my closings, my deals, like, you know, oh, I ask him for all advice. And it is the, it is the most peaceful um, feeling in return that I can get that when I sign a piece of paper after I talk to him about it, if it's an important decision, uh, even with our marriage, you know, we prayed over it before we got married. It keeping him in the center of it all is going to give me the full peace that I need to know that I'm on the right path. That's fire. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that want to. They, they don't understand, like they like you said, it's kind of like you're on your own understanding mm-hmm. and we don't know it. And then when you're actually looking and you're saying, look, I, I'm, I'm smart enough to know that I don't control everything mm-hmm. and there's something out there for me that's guiding me. And, it, you know, whether it is, you know, it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but knowing, hey, look, there's something out there that's leading me towards my purpose. Mm-hmm. It's important. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, then that's how the depression and that's how the anxiety and that's how, you know, because you think you control everything. You, re- you really don't. No, <laughs> I thought I was strong enough to control a lot. And and for the most part, growing up, you know, a lot of my actions, I, I felt I was in control. Mm. But mentally, I wasn't in control. Mm. Physically and verbally, I was in control. Mm-hmm. But 
mentally I was suffering. I was struggling. I was self-doubt, um, jealousy, rage, uh, physical abuse. For me, fighting. I fought with more men in my life than I ever had with women. Wow. And I think it stemmed from abuse. Wow. You know, growing up as a young girl and being abused uh, sexually by three predators, it, it it was an aggression that I had towards men subconsciously that I didn't even know until as of late, wow. you know, going through therapy. It was like a, a trigger. So if any relationship that I was in since the age of 14 <laughs> was my first boyfriend, um, I've always hit every single man that I've ever dated. Damn. Absolutely. But not Nate, though. Oh, no. So definitely definitely not every single. I am telling you, <laughs> life is completely 360. That's fine. And, you know, it, it's crazy because we all have our triggers still. We're, we're never perfect, but we're always in perfection mode, right? So with Nate, we have a word. I mean, we talk about everything, Vince. So Jade is a name that I wanted to be my last name after my situation had happened. It was going to be Jessica Jade. I wanted to drop Camacho because I'm like, why am I carrying this name? I don't know that side of the family. My dad is, doesn't care to be in, a, a part of my life. Why am I holding on to this name? This name pisses me off more than it does make me happy or proud to wow. wear it. So Jessica Jade was, that was it. Yeah. Jade royalty, Jade, everything like Jade. It was powerful to me. It has great meaning behind it as well. Mm -hmm. So when Nate came into my life, you know, I told him I don't identify with Jessica Camacho of who I used to be. Jessica Jade is who I want to be. I want to be the role model. I want to be the best mom, the best girlfriend, the best sister, the best realtor. Every, every title you can think of, I just wanted to put forth the most effort that I can to be the best that I can for me for my own fulfillment and when I get tried when I have my uh, monthly friend um, <laughs> let's be real yeah and I and I switch. I know all about that Jenny uh, it's like you know. on the 25th <laughs> Nate, yeah. I know what time it is I, and then I gotta wonder crazy? Like, look at the time oh that's why you hate me okay. isn't that crazy <laughs> the fact that you guys uh, pay attention to it because it as you can see there's some things we women cannot control even though we want to kind of control our emotions and our yeah. you know attitudes and our responses we are irritable we're agitated we're everything right and he'll just say Jessica Jade, and it and it. But he says it so not sarcastically. Right. He says it so passionately and gentle. And then it he just he gives me a moment. I think the benefit um, that Nate has done in our relationship versus his previous is that he really studied me. Mm -hmm. I mean. All of me. Yeah, like psychology, everything. He really oh, looked at he, your behaviors, everything. Yeah. He can tell, like, when I'm off. Mm -hmm. He can tell when I'm sad, when I'm getting upset. He can, and then he has a transition for himself on how to handle me. Mm -hmm. And I think with him putting in that effort in return is a is a bonus. Yeah. You know, because you don't, then you don't have to do it's not adding fuel to the fire. You know, right. some men are like, what the hell's wrong with you? Or why are you acting like that? Why are you always crying? Why? You yeah. 
the fuck I know? Yeah. I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, like... either you can be sympathetic, empathetic towards the situation, and he is. He has such a caring, kind heart. He's a big man, he strong voice, and very aggressive. But at home, right? Nani, yeah, not... He is chill. That's dope. Oh, my God. He's so, a bear. Yeah. Lessons to that, man. I feel like that's important because it, it, it sounds that you found the person for you, like the person that understands you, the person that cares for you and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and, and, and everything. And that just, that just moves. It makes you go through life a little bit easier, right? Uh, Absolutely. How, um, let's, let me ask you this. If you could go back to any point in your life in time and you could give yourself, uh, one piece of advice to kind of that, that young woman, what would you tell yourself? Hmm. Where would you go? Wow. Oh, my mind is going wild. <laughs> Cause it, it can, it can go. That question can go different. So many different routes. Right. And we don't have regrets here, right? No. It's not regrets, it's just a piece of advice to tell you like, you know, if you're going through that time or if you you know, you want to tell yourself. Okay, so one piece of advice that I would give myself. How old are you? I, I oh probably in my early twenties. Okay. Cause that's when things were getting kind of crazy. Okay. And I would tell myself this one, this one hit. Look in, look in the mirror more. Mm. It's a different kind of receiving when you, as a woman, or you and your young self, can look at yourself and stay there and really look. Because when I've recently done it at my later age, if I could have done it sooner, I would have, because it would have helped me mold myself. And make better decisions and choices. But when I recently looked at myself in the mirror a couple years ago. And I had a conversation with myself. It's like, you're better than this. You're better than that choice you made. You're better than that decision. You're better than... <sighs> than the doubts. Than the... You're better than all of, the, all of it. Mm. You can make it. You can do it. Mm. Just look at yourself. Take a moment and fucking look at yourself. Yeah. Are you proud? Are you happy where you are? No, then change it. Mm. Is today day one or is it still one day? You know, so it's come on. That's big time. Yeah. That's big time. So look at yourself and and be happy with the person you are. Mm-hmm. Or or if you're not, change mm-hmm. something about yeah. it. That's big. That's big. I've never had anybody answer it like that, so that's powerful. I love that. I love that. <laughs> hey, off the top of the off the top uh, of the dome. Yeah, yeah. And I try to. That, this is why we don't, you know, script it because we want the natural reactions, right? Because it, it it's crazy. We don't want to, you know. Obviously, we want to make sure that we, you know, we take into account, like, you know, with all respect, but we also want that um, organic answer, that organic opinion, yeah. not something that you can just, you know, oh yeah, I've been 
waiting for this one. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Oh, I wrecked my brain, you know, the moment you invited, which I was very extremely honored. I was so nervous. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, do we plan? Is there like a script or is there? So- I don't even know. I've never had this opportunity. And I'm so glad I took it because, you know, it's just one more thing to overcome. So now on a next invite or whatever yeah. we have you, like, yeah. it feels good. I feel great, though. So thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, we try to have an inviting, uh, an inviting, uh, very comfortable <laughs> set here. At Young- yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's perfect, <laughs> right? It's youngest in the yacht club. Yeah. Just where can everybody, you know, if they, if they, you know, what are the services you provide, and if they want to reach out to you, where can they find you? So social me- my social media platform is where everyone nowadays there no one's exchanging phone numbers. Right. So, you know, we pass out a business card, they look at it, put it in their pocket, probably forget about it. Right. You know? So social media at my dot agent dot Jessica on Instagram or Jessica Galan on Facebook. So everything is on there and I just updated Jade Freelance. On my business page on Facebook, so my services you can book through there or through my social media platform. That's awesome. And what kind of services do you provide? So I provide traveling services. Wow. Uh, on the go makeup, full makeup uh, applications uh, for any kind of event, weddings, uh, galas, photo shoots, which are the ones that I specialize in now, and then hairstyling services. Mm. I do haircut. I do hair color. But that's when I get into a studio to be able to stock all of that inventory. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's been super hot for my traveling services. So that's that's what I provide. I got a question, man. Do men ever get makeup? Because I was doing this. uh, this, Yeah? Because legit, I was doing, uh, I I help a company called Heights Financial. Shout out to Heights, by Mm -hmm. the way. And my daughter, Richanella, was like, oh, man, I thought we were gonna, I was going to get my makeup done. And I was like, uh. Yeah, for men, it's different because we'll do touch-ups. So if they have any blemishes, any pigmentation, we can touch them up without making them look done up. Oh, okay. So And then it's setting powders as well. So if you have, you know, um, bald clients that have a very shiny head, but you want to mattify it out, you yeah. know, there's products for that. And it's a quick touch-up. They love it, though. Okay. You know, yeah. anytime I get to, to service a man and with makeup, it's it's a joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we might need need to get you on first take because they have my dog shannon sharp looking crazy it was his first time oh uh, yeah yeah he was like all like it was just crazy <laughs> he got on tv and was like ah it was too much it was too much oh. man they had his they had he he's a dark dude he's on tv right so he was on this show called first take and it was the first time the lady did his makeup man it had him looking oh man yeah it was, had him looking crazy no, so no, no. shout out to shannon sharp first take Stephen a smith <laughs> and all that just, we appreciate you being on the show. I, I, you know, I definitely, uh, I think that your story is amazing. Being a woman, um, you know, it's sometimes it can be vulnerable. But the thing that I got from you is that, you know, with your faith, your family, mm-hmm. uh, the friendships, you can get through it all. You mm-hmm. know, and I think that's huge. Is there any other message that you want to leave to the people? Um, y'all check out Youngest on the Yacht Club with Vince Serrano. Y'all got to get on this show. This guy is amazing. Straight off the dome. They hey. ask me all these questions. It's pretty dope. They say I'm a good interviewer. You are. <laughs> I am thoroughly impressed. I appreciate I it. Around. Thank you. Thank well, you. thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to get a job for me. Cool. <laughs>